Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. Welcome to Spotlight Conversations, and thank you to the new subscribers we have just in the last month. Really appreciate it. Love to know that you're tuning in. We talk typically about music and media, and sometimes I'll throw in something that's just very near and dear to my heart. Today, we're going to talk to Gloria Zenteno, who is the founder and president of Barrio Dogs in Houston. She also comes from a musical family. We're going to get to that later in the episode. She has done so much for the animals in Harris County. And you've, you've just got to listen to how she tackles this huge problem. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. I'm excited to be on the program. Thanks for having me. Community outreach is what you do, but tell us a little bit about what your group does for animals. Okay, so uh, Barrio Dogs has been around for about 10 years. In fact, we just met our 10-year milestone this year. And uh, the organization came about. Um, I'm a native Houstonian. I grew up in Greater East End. My husband and I moved back to the neighborhood over a dozen years ago, and uh, we were just horrified with the amount of stray dogs dogs on chains, dead animals. Um, We just couldn't believe it. Um, And I had a really good job at that time working in the Galleria corporate. And I would drive to my really great job in the Galleria and see a totally different life over there. You know, people walking their animals on leashes and healthy animals with sweaters and (laughs) drinking their (laughs) Starbucks. And I would come back to my community seeing these tragedies over and over again. And so I got involved um, I got involved with some rescue groups, great ones out there. Uh, They definitely play a strong role in this issue. Um, But I realized that in order to do something in my community, I felt like we needed to do something more uh, at the root of the problem, and that is through education and community awareness. And so for Barrio Dogs, we're not a rescue group, although we have (laughs) – picked up a few strays and made them part of our programs. But Mm -hmm. definitely our big focus is education and community. So for education, we get into the schools, primarily elementary, but have been middle school and high school. And we do presentations on everything from proper animal care to uh, pet nutrition to why your animals need to go to the vet. Um, and then we do these big community outreach days in the East End. And that's something I, I probably didn't mention, Donna. Our big focus is Greater East End. Now, why is Houston worse than other cities, say, in Texas, as far as you can tell, with, with animals displaced and running around without tags and neglected? Why is that the case? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I mean, you would think with the amount of money and resources that we have here in Houston that we would have a better uh, handle on this, but unfortunately we don't. Um, Texas in general, uh, just our um, our state bills are not as in, uh, not strong enough, and um, even our city ordinances are not either. Um, other cities are doing better. I know Austin is for sure. Uh, even San Antonio and Dallas seem to be doing better uh, than Houston. So we have a ways to go. Um, and just because we're in the South Belt climate, animals, because of our climate, they reproduce faster, say, than up in the northern uh, states. Um, but all the more reason why um, 
spay and neuter and um, taking care of our pets is so important because we have a serious animal overpopulation issue. I mean, in the East End, we see animals on the streets constantly. Um, and not only in the East End, it's other inner city neighborhoods like Fifth Ward, Second Ward, Denver Harbor, Southside, and even our shelters, our city shelter Bark is also overwhelmed and inundated. It's definitely not gotten um, the attention that it really needs to, um, that the city of Houston has a serious animal overpopulation crisis. Now, what you're doing at Barrio Dogs, you come up, you've come up with this program called Fix It. Tell me about that. Yes, yes. So what we do is we get into the neighborhood somewhere in the East End at a local park or a community center, and um, we get the word out uh, in a variety of ways. We've actually block walked or we work really closely with our elected officials that are in that neighborhood so that they can get the word out to their civic association leaders and through newsletters. Mm-hmm. We even put um, things out on next door or flyers and we will set up um, in an area and invite the community to sign up their pets. They don't bring their pets that day. We partner with a local veterinarian and we sponsor, we pay for all of the, if they need spay, neuter, vaccination, microchip. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we want them to spay and neuter. A lot of times they'll come and say, well, I just want the rabies vaccine because I know that's needed for the city. And we're like, no. <laughs> there's more to it. <laughs> <We> yeah. <laughs> have, there's way more to it. And we take that opportunity to educate them on why, because many of them don't understand the importance of that. And in addition, when we're there, we'll have like pet food and collars and leashes and all kinds of pet essentials that help um complete that whole package. This is what it takes um, to take care of an animal. Um, And many of these residents are in the underserved communities of East Bend. We hear stories that, you know, they took in a mama or took in a couple of dogs and then they didn't realize, you know, one of them got pregnant and now they've got all these puppies and or one of them has skin issues and it's so expensive and they, they want to take care of their animals, but If it comes down to the light bill or groceries, you know, you know where the animals are going to, you know, be on the list. So we're there to be supportive and try to help these families keep their furry friends as families, too. It's funny. I'm I'm in the studio with my dog. And when you mentioned how you help with um, collars, for example, he shook his head and you could hear. I don't know if they'll hear it during the broadcast, but I was like, all right, Thor, they're going to think I have a sound effects library, which, you know, dogs are very intuitive. So I'll give them credit for that. Yes, um, they are. They are. And Community Awareness Days, does that tie into the Fix It program or is it separate or how does that work? It is um, in conjunction with our community outreach days, but we also do community awareness where we'll we'll ask to speak at civic associations or community organizations. Um, I mean, the Barrio Dogs has even spoken in front of council. Um, We've been really pleased that we've been recognized by the city of Houston. We just were giving a proclamation for 10 years of service in the community. I saw that. So, yeah, so we, we... You know, we just feel like in order to really combat this problem, we really need to be in the community and connect with the community. Um, I know that Bark and city shelters are doing all they can do 
um, but they're overwhelmed and um, they they unfortunately don't have the budget dollars to do uh, to be in the community uh, like we are. Kids love dogs. And that's part of your focus, too, because um, the Youth and Paws program sort of brings that together. Isn't that right? I mean, yes, yeah. yes. So when we're in the community, definitely talking to the residents and the adults is key. But we feel investing in our future is really the best way because these are these are the children that are going to be um, taking this forward. We, we'll do classrooms, but many times we'll do cafeteria size, auditorium size, and we'll have 300 children there, and we'll bring one of our dogs from the streets and tell their story. Of course, the dogs always feel the show, but, always. <laughs> we, yeah, but we feel like what an impact they have at such a young age. And, you know, I remember going to grade school and in school and remembering many, many things that I took into my adult life. So we're just trying to plant those seeds. And then in addition, they take that home to their parents as well and ask mom and dad, did we, have we taken our dogs to the vet? Do we have the vaccinations? Did you know we need to do this? So um, definitely educating our youth is the core mission of Barrio Dogs. How are you doing that with the pandemic? Yeah, so for nearly six months, we have not been in a classroom or in a school. But fortunately, we have been uh, piggybacking off of, um, again, we have really good relationships with our elected officials, and I feel that's important to the work we do. Yes, absolutely. Um, So probably four events we've been involved with, with uh, State Rep. Christina Morales, which I have to mention, she is amazing. She was just named Animal Advocate with Texas Humane Legislation Network. Um, That's a whole nother podcast, probably. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's great. No, everything everybody can do is wonderful for the animals. It's great. Yeah. So she, um, her district, unfortunately, uh, is uh, very underserved uh, communities. And so she got out there and started doing food distributions and all kinds of essentials that were needed, like diapers and, you know, masks and, and, and all kinds of things that people needed that are not working. Mm -hmm. And so she contacted us and said, I know that their pets are being impacted as well. So we joined forces with her and um, we went out there and distributed our educational literature that we would normally do in a school, which is we have a variety of storybooks, real storybooks from some of the dogs that we've rescued from the streets. One of them is a coloring book called Rusty's Journey where he was actually found in a drainage pipe, but he was rescued, and he's now a coloring book. And we went out to probably four events, and each event was between three and 500 of these that we passed out to children. Um, we partnered with Houston Humane Society, who did the dog and cat food, and we also partnered with Emancipet Houston that provides low-cost uh, spay and neuter services. So, you know, this problem is huge and it takes partners. And we're fortunate that Barrio Dogs, we work with uh, a lot of groups um, because we think collaboration is key. Are they the same volunteers you've had during the duration of 10 years? Or So I have a strong board that's uh, been with us for a while, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, our board, our organization currently is unpaid. We're all volunteers. 
our board um, all have full-time jobs, but they're big contributors. They wear multiple hats. And so, you know, I have one board member that helps with the graphics and the storybooks. And then I have another board member that helps with, you know, foster to adopt. Because we do do a little bit of that. It's uh, it's inevitable. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, we have another one that helps with events, etc. We do have our core a strong board that does a lot of that. And then we have a dozen volunteers here and there that have helped us out through the years. Ten years in, the proclamation from the city of Houston. How did you hear that? Yeah. Did you get a phone call, an email? How, how did That must have been a huge surprise. That must have been great. Yeah, it's, it was, we're just so pleased. That because this work is, is, is going unnoticed. So Councilmember Gallegos, who we've, we serve primarily his district, um, had heard it was our 10-year, and he said, I want to give you guys a proclamation for your service in the community. And, yeah, we're, we just, we're very thankful, and it also gives us an opportunity to um, be at the table and talk to them about this huge problem. Um, so will continue. I mean, I uh, even at the proclamation day, I told them that, you know, we've been here 10 years, um, but we're not going away. You know, if it takes another 10 years or however long it takes, we will be here um, to try to improve the um, quality of life in our community for not only the animals, but for the residents. I mean, everybody should be able to live in a community where you can walk down the street without a stick in your hand <laughs> or walk down the street and not see, see stray animals suffering. I mean, everybody deserves that, and we deserve that. When you were a youngster living in Houston, did you ever think that you would be doing something like this to help animals in underserved areas? Uh, wow, that's a good question because people will be very surprised that I was not even an animal person so this came, this is some kind of calling. I don't, I still have not figured that out. But when my parents, we grew up, I grew up in the East End, right in the neighborhood where I'm at right now. My mom and dad were great parents, good people. But when we had pets, we never took them to the vet. We never had them in the house. They were not part of our family. So when I saw this problem, um, it took me moving away from my neighborhood and then coming back. And when I saw this problem, I was shocked. I could not believe, like, why isn't anybody saying anything about this or doing anything about it? Mm -hmm. And it just, it just took me over. And I'm like, I have to do something about this. And I'll never forget the day I told my husband, I'm going to start an animal welfare group. And he goes, oh, please don't. <laughs> He's definitely now my number one fan, very supportive. My family has been behind from the very beginning. The My musical family has been the biggest support system, but also I can never do this without a strong board that I have and, and you know, some key uh, partners in the um, neighborhood. So it's a calling, I, I, I think. I just don't know where it came from, but it has become um, something that I have to do now when I was in corporate I was an IT project manager so managing things became uh, easier for me but I would you know I still work full-time and I'm doing barrio dogs full-time <laughs> so yeah how do you do it all I think for the for barrio dogs 
I have so much compassion for it and the energy. Believe me, I, I've had my moments where I'm like, this is just too hard to we keep up do. with. But yeah, I, I think it's the passion. It gives you this, this drive, this energy, and um, I just I just do it. I just feel like it's so important. And it, it's, it's more than the animals. It's more about we deserve to live in a community that's healthy, safe, and that we have quality of life. You know, I, I'm, I'm invested in the East End now. My husband and I live here, born and raised, and we're not leaving. So that's a bigger part of it for me is that I'm, I'm dug in. So I'm going to work towards um, improving this problem. These animals are lucky. Um, oh, you're you. also a part of a musical legacy here in Houston, uh, the Houston band, yes. the Zentenos, four generations. Yes. Um, yes. That is awesome. Tell me a little bit about Norma, your sister-in-law. And I, I imagine oh. she was a part of Barrio Dogs as well at the beginning. Yes, huge part. She was one of the original founding board members. She just an angel. Unfortunately, we lost her to breast cancer. What a heart that she had and so proud to be part of the family. I grew up with the Zentenos. I went to grade school with my husband. I've known him since kindergarten, which is crazy. <laughs> and um, yes, and then we reconnected later in life and, uh-huh. you know, uh, we got married. And um, so then we moved back to the neighborhood and then Aria Dogs, as I was taught, as I mentioned, I told my husband, I'm going to start this group. And he's like, oh, please don't. <laughs> well, they were so on board. And Norma was so on board. And I would tell her, like, you know, things I'm struggling with. And she would write songs about it. She wrote three songs for Barrio Dogs. Um, and she would, I, we owe her so much because she, I feel, helped jumpstart our organization because she really had a following. The band had a following and she would perform at events for free for us to get us going. And she was just a big part of getting our name out there. And she was a big animal lover as well. And so this was really important to her. So they are definitely key to the organization. Now, for listeners who are not from Houston, tell me a bit about what the music is like. How would you describe Zenteno's music? Yeah, it's a mixture of so much uh, Latin, jazz, funk, blues. She people don't realize how super talented she was. She she wrote hundreds of songs, singer, songwriter, guitar player, arranger. She was just so talented. She could have gone national, international, but you know, she was just so humble. Her family was really important to her, her children, and she just, you know, stayed close to home. And um, But what a heart. I mean, she gave to so many. And actually, fundraising was a big thing for the Zentenos because they would perform and do charity events for so many people. I mean, people that had cancer, and they're just givers, you know, and I'm just they're just it's in their nature too. So to to have that together, you know, them already kind of the in that fundraising mode <laughs> and to help right, with Barrio right. Dogs, it was super helpful. Such big hearts. I'm really happy to be part of a family like that too. I'm so in and this is so gonna be another podcast talking about your family. Oh wonderful. Thank you. Really it's looking a great, forward to that. Great story. 
Um, now, if yeah. folks want to get involved with Barrio Dogs, where would they go? How would they get involved? I know, you know, with the pandemic, it's kind of hard one-on-one, but what would you suggest they do if they feel a need to volunteer and help you out? Okay, well, definitely check us out on social media. We have a website, barriodogs.org. That's B-A-R-R-I-O-D-O-G-S dot O-R-G. And we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And follow us. Yeah, due to COVID, we are not out in a school or in a community center, but we are still very active. Uh, like I mentioned, we've done about four events with uh, State Rep Morales, and there are times that we need volunteers. Um, we have some great ideas for 2021 as far as doing some virtual events. Um, you can go to our website and sign up to be on our email list and just follow us because we are always putting up updates out there on uh, things that we need help with. Gloria Zenteno, president and founder of Barrio Dogs, Dot org in Houston. Thank you for what you do for these animals and for the people who have pets. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.